Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land. It's Mr. Wills. And this is Brittany. Welcome to Signals from Pittsburgh. And today, we are going to talk about a really cool independent film that came out uh, earlier this year. And it is on Shudder currently as we speak. It's a Shudder-exclusive original streaming rights. It was at the Fantasia Fest 2021 last year. And it is Hellbender, the tagline, Growing Up as Hell. It's a cool little movie um, made by a family in upstate New York called, cutely enough, the Adams Family. <laughs> but uh, this family, I'm actually envious of this family before we get into the plot. Yeah. It's really cool. I watched watch an interview with them. Um, there's three of them, and they actually bring like uh, their extended family in too, but uh, the director... Uh, John Adams, uh, Zelda Adams, Toby Poser. So Toby is the wife. Uh, John is her husband, and Zelda is their daughter together. And actually, her sister also acts in the film, uh, Lulu. So what they said in the interview about this movie, and to give you a little heads up, it's kind of a movie about witchcraft, but we'll dig into that a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. it reminded me a lot of the old... 70s movies mixed with like um daughters of darkness and um you know witchfinder general mark of the devil so it's like it's not a period piece like those movies but it's like if you took those and put those in the modern day of what you would call elevated horror as the kids say today um (laughs) but it's a very as you like to say a Kind of a bottle movie, but not really. It's it's it feels isolated but vast at the same time. I know that sounds weird. I think it has to do with the cinematography of being filmed in upstate New York and the Catskills. Um, but uh, back to what I was saying is the um, family just kind of gets together and takes turns directing and writing and starring in their films, and that's what I want. I'm jealous of this family. I, I wish them all the success because I really to start out. I'll say uh, up front, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was cool it was different and um all the money's on the screen i mean it is it's a low budget independent but not in the way that um you know it's hokey or laughable or b movie i thought it was pretty gripping at times and uh thought it was artistically shot well and i enjoyed it flaws and all i thought it was cool uh before we dig in what was your initial response Brittany? what do you think the uh it it was really well done i didn't realize it was such a small crew like, I, I kind of assumed, I guess I kind of knew and assumed that it was a smaller budget, but it was like higher end smaller budget in terms of quality. Um, I didn't realize it was quite as bare bones as it actually was. Um, but that's a good thing. It seems like they know their craft and that would be, that'd be so cool. That'd be like the dream to have like a whole family that's just all into it. Everybody has different strengths and you're just kind of doing your thing and you have all the resources kind of built in. And I think that'd be really neat. Uh, hopefully they're going someplace. I mean, especially after landing this and just um, having so many people talking about it. Um, I really hope this helps kind of elevate them <laughs> as artists and cinematographers and writers and all that to do more. But hopefully they're smart. I feel like because they've done um, so many features already just on their tight budget, I hope more money wouldn't kind of ruin their charm. I hope they get to continue on this path so far. I want to go work for them. I want to go. I'm like, I, I'm like, you don't even have to pay me. I just want to hang out for like a week and help <laughs> you shoot your. Mind. I'm sure they would take the help. 
Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it seems it seems really rad. I mean, they're, they're artists uh, first and foremost. So the story to get started is about a mother um, played by Toby Poser um, and her daughter Izzy played by her real life daughter Zelda Adams. Um, they live in a wood in a house in the woods, isolated in New York. Um, and you get the impression that mother is not evil, but maybe overprotective, maybe a bit overbearing. So you get the um, this vibe that you know her best friend is her daughter, and there's nothing wrong with that. But she keeps her isolated from the world. Um, they have a punk rock slash metal indie band together called Hellbender. Uh, where they write songs and uh, catchy little tunes. So yeah. uh, a couple of the tunes I liked, some I was like, they weren't for me. But you know what? I appreciate, you know, them putting themselves out there because I guess that's a real bend. Yeah. It's like Hellbenders spelled with six. It's like sixes in the middle of it. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So not only are they filmmakers, they're musicians. Awesome. This is so, a lot, too. Even if, if even if we personally didn't totally love the band. But it's weird because, like, um, I guess our first thoughts were, like, <laughs> I think we said thumbs down on this band. I wonder if it's actually them. <laughs> so now I feel bad. But um, but not that bad because um, I think, like, they played some live stuff, um, just bare bones, like, in the beginning and throughout. But they also had, like, studio recorded versions of their music throughout. And um, I dug some of those. So maybe, you know. Some bands you like the live stuff better. Some bands you like the studio stuff better. So I think it was all them, um, and I just like the I like the more cinematic sounding side of things um, that they put in the yeah. movie. So yeah, the the practice is more raw, and I think that's the intent just to show that they're just this little band in the middle of the woods, just you know, to an audience of two, invo- yeah. involving <laughs> two people and an audience of two. And this movie, you get the idea that the very first scene of the movie you're not sure how it ties in but you um it's a group of people in the woods and they're hanging this woman uh which i always assume if they're hanging a woman in colonial times it's a witch and it is a throwback (laughs) and um so they're burning her they're they shoot her in the head and she busts out of the noose and just flies straight up so i was like oh wow she was a witch or something of that ilk. And then the yeah. film starts, brings us to modern day um, with, uh, Z- with Izzy and a mother. You get the impression that Izzy is coming into her own. She's coming of age, maybe reaching that age. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of is. It's like a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, she's hitting puberty. She wants to go out into the world and meet friends and have a life. And, you know, she still loves her mom, but, she doesn't want to be tied down to that. And it kind of is that we see them in the woods. They come across a, someone who's just hiking through the woods who says he's the neighbor's uncle and uh, one of their neighbor's uncles. And he's actually played by uh, John Adams, uh, Toby's husband and Zelda's dad in real life. And um, they feel, you know, she's really turned off. She's really afraid for this guy. And then when, uh, Izzy is out of eye shot. She liquefies him with some kind of <laughs> magic spell. There's a lot of cool special effects in this. I thought yeah. the, there's um she's got like a a soothsayer or some kind of implement to kind of see what's going on. Kind of what, cast rituals. She, <laughs> yeah, it's like a. <laughs> you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah. She makes this. Um, 
she's like putting together sticks and stuff and then she like cuts her own mouth to add blood to it and then just kind of lets it go and it like flies up in the air and she can get like aerial shots and different information um you know based on that but i was joking that she she invented the first drone <laughs> it, it it is it's a very it's a drone that can transcend yeah well it's crude it's crude in design but it can transcend time and space uh, and realities pretty so fancy and even even the dreamscapes as we find yeah. but you, you get a lot of uh history of wh- what exactly her ancestral upbringing or her ancestral line might be through the flashbacks through the drone and it's cool it's all like a it's very similar to what rob zombie kind of did in lords of salem i i got a lords of salem vibe from this but not in the direct way you know i don't i didn't hate lords of salem like a lot of people did but i thought this movie was actually more tight it was tighter it wasn't as probably because they had a shoestring budget or a zero budget so every shot every edit every every scene had to be Every frame counts, yeah. And sometimes that works, you know, because you don't have time. You're, you know, I, I know they were saying there was uh, certain scenes where they would take turns uh, directing and uh, John Adams does most of the editing. He said there was this scene by um, a river and it wasn't, I don't think it was necessarily this film, but uh, Izzy was telling him, Zelda was telling him that he's like, well, John was saying that oh, you can't hear anything, but God, this is a beautiful scene. He's like, maybe I can just cheat it because all the dialogue was being drowned out by the river and he didn't want to ADR it. And then Toby and Zelda watched it and they're like, you can't hear shit. You have to ADR that. So like, <laughs> they're still like, what's great is they're students as they're, as they're filming and they kind of keep each other in check, which as a family and yeah. as artists and filmmakers, which I thought that was a cool story. That's good. That reminds me too um, that... Uh, I never, the acting never came across as amateur at all. Like, I usually, mm-hmm. if something's like lower budget, at some point, or there'll be one like weak point in one of the actors or something where I'm like, oh, yeah, you can kind of tell for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the exact eye for pointing out exactly what makes an actor not seem professional. Um, it's one of those things like you can't put your finger on it, but you can tell. Um, but it's I didn't get that too. vibe from anyone in this movie. No. So that was cool. Um, I think it. I impressive. think that has to do with them being family. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you. Yeah, well, I mean too. They're playing family members, so that's it. Probably comes pretty naturally, at least in this movie. Uh, the scant cast that was in it, like at one point, there's a um, sheriff that comes looking for the missing man after she liquefies him, and he is an actual sheriff. They say. The people that they have in their town there know that they're filmmakers and they just kind of let them in. If they need a coffee shop, they're like, yeah, you can shoot in here. Can we be in your movie? Or if they need a sheriff, they just call up the sheriff and say, hey, can you come down and do do a scene? Um, I love that. I'd want to do that, too, if I were, um, I don't know, a, a serious filmmaker. <laughs> I mean, if you if you need a cop, hire a cop. There's no one who's going to yeah. play a cop better than a cop. You just got to find someone who's got that charisma and kind of well and can act well enough you know <laughs> but reminds me a little bit of like Romero and all that we always talk about him at some point usually it seems but like a lot of times he would just like pick people up that were eccentric <laughs> or like people bikers who are, yeah bikers or I don't know interesting night rider monks I don't even know what he was he was some sort of <laughs> well 
people that are really into guy. renaissance fair yeah monks yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Bro- brother blue like yeah like brother blue yeah <laughs> like real characters yeah, We're yeah like real like people who are real characters in real life and he's just like i love yeah. that just come on my set and do that <laughs> yeah so, just be I you just, i would do that too yeah yeah for those of you who don't know if not watch night riders brother blue uh plays kind of like a shaman in Night Riders is about to get off on a tangent. Night Riders is about a traveling gang of uh, medieval knights that in a Renaissance festival that ride motorcycles and joust. And Brother Blue is kind of their their moral compass, their shaman, if you will. Yeah, he's kind of gives them their uh, morality and kind of guides them with good feeling and uh, keeps them on the righteous path, if you will, uh, <laughs> yeah. of of knighthood. And as I say, he was really like that. So you're like, oh, we just. Wanted him to come and do what he already did. So, so yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of what they. That that's good. That's what they do then too. So, yeah. The Adams uh, family. But back. <laughs> the Adams family. I I so bad to not <laughs> I had to do it do at that. least once. <laughs> they just. Uh, I'm sure they get that all the time. They're like, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I'm fuck sure. off. They're like, oh yeah, that's super funny and unique and yeah, original, clever. original, yeah. <laughs> clever girl. Back to back to the film, when um. Izzy breaks away from home. She goes wandering. She finds a girl laying out by a pool. Uh, and we, we come to find her name is Amber. Uh, she calls her. She said, hey, what's your name? And she finds out that her band's called Hellbender. So she just calls her Hellbender. <laughs> so I thought that was cute. Now, I don't, it, at first, before I thought, before I knew in real life they were sisters, I thought there was like a romantic thing going on between them. There still could be. Like... You know, I don't know. Did you get that vibe? Not that I wanted to, because I'm not saying I'm necessarily um, looking. For kind that, of, it crossed I, my I, mind, but it exited pretty quick. I don't know why. Maybe it's like, maybe it was like their body language or something. But my first thought was yes, but then it quickly exited my mind. So she just seemed like I don't know. Um, Amber just seemed like a kind of chill and kind of not chill. I, I can see her being a bully, <laughs> but also right. not. I don't know. She get, she gave off like a strange personality type. Didn't fit the um I don't know. The standards that you usually see. Am- Amber just comes off as a teenage girl who's self-assured and know who she is and doesn't take shit. It doesn't give a fuck, you know, just a right. typical teenager. To, yeah. <laughs> and to where it Izzy is just seems like, you know, I don't want to say like a deer in the headlights, but very reserved, very chill and very, because she comes off very awkward. Like, yeah. Well, like this is the first really time wants... I'm assuming she's ever talked to someone by herself, pretty much. Yeah. Well, not you know, not the first time, but yeah, she's isolated. She doesn't have a social life. Yeah, because mother tells her that she is, you know, she is sick, so she can't be around people. And then we find out that she says, "Well, it's not because of you. It's because of their safety. It's not because of <laughs> Izzy's safety." So, it, yeah, Amber is pool sitting, and then um. Eventually, in another scene, she has a couple of friends, AJ and Ingrid, over, and they uh, start getting drunk. So, trying to fit in, they you know they welcome Izzy to get drunk, and they have tequila, and then uh, AJ puts an actual worm, which it's mezcal that has the worm in it, not tequila. So he he was wrong, but he's a dumb teenager. That's what he's talking <laughs> well, about. yeah, teenagers, you know. But he uh, put in uh, he put in an actual worm, and uh, Izzy was the one. Who had to be initiated and eat the worm, and that's when we—that's when all 
hell starts to kick loose because the fear of death, the blood of the worm does something to her eternally. It kicks Barth like an acid trip, and she starts to feel her power. You know, we going into it, we could ascertain that obviously these women are of witch breed or ancestral witch breed, something like that. Yeah. And then once once she initiates the blood, obviously once we see her mother liquefy the gentleman, we know <laughs> it's pretty she's clear, a witch. Yeah. yeah, but Izzy, we weren't so sure. But this kind of brings her, this is her awakening mm-hmm. into being a hellbender that we find out they're called later on in the film. Yeah, yeah. And and the way that they show like the ritual, I I love like they're just they go out in the woods. There's a scene where they go out in the woods and they're eating these worms, and that's what that's what they eat. They eat worms. They eat things with small life forces. Because I was under the impression, it, mother states very explicitly, it's like this is not a gift, it's a curse, and she's been able to kind of like living in the woods live out in the woods with her daughter, kind of live like a hippie and be of nature, not necessarily deny what she is, but kind of control it, suppress it, mm-hmm. and kind of just... A very measured way of living. Yeah, measured and, doses. Yeah, but before the worm, she they they eat like... It's kind of weird. They eat like pine cones and sticks and stuff. Like, that's what they... At the beginning of the movie. And until the yeah, worm, like that's berries. the first time. Yeah, like berries and... But, like, literal, like, pine cones and stuff are just, like, sitting on their plate. And that's just kind of what they eat. But, yeah, until the worm. <laughs> that that was her first taste of meat or a life form. Yeah, the, and, the, and then the life. So, you know, mother kind of acquiesces to that and get, starts giving her small, like, mealworms and maggots, which is gross to me. But uh, so she can get you know, kind of a buzz, but. It's very, it's a slippery, it's a slippery slope because once you get it, as you know, once you get a taste for blood, <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie Raw or any movie where people turn into a cannibal or something that feeds off a life force, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it consumes you. It's like any other addiction, but this is uh, what the hellbenders live off. This is how they make their magic. And then uh, you see, at, there's a cool scene out in the uh, woods where they eat a, uh, they eat a fuzzy caterpillar and she she sinks like this, uh, I believe it's a stick, and she sinks it all the way into the earth. And just how it was done was really cool. It, like the effect, it was a real simple effect, but it conveyed like witchcraft yeah. in a non-cheesy, surreal, believable way. Yeah, and, that's a big thing I like about the movie. Um, it's, I, I don't really, I don't know, like movies that go all out on just witchcraft that doesn't really come from anything. It's like, oh, they just have like a really strong desire for it to work and then it happens. Or witchcraft that comes easily, I'm not I don't like as much in a movie or a show. But witchcraft that is portrayed as more like nature based or um I don't know, takes a lot of like energy exchange or is more complicated, I think is more rewarding to watch. Um it's Based in reality, if you, I have friends that are practicing Thalamites, practicing pagans, all that stuff. And if you believe in that stuff, and I'm not, I don't, you know, shun anybody's religion. You know, I've, I've practiced and looked into everything, you know, not everything, but a lot of things. 
And, um, you know, blood ritual is a real thing. Uh, sex magic, ritual magic, uh, uh, Gnostic mass. That's all real things. Yeah. These are all, nature. I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. There's, um, yeah. There's all sorts pagans. of types, but I, I like that more realistic approach where it takes like more intent and more like work for something yeah. to go through. It's not just like, oh, coming from like just your brain. There's like no exchange in like, I don't know, earthly Energy. energies, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I like no, I like when any witchcraft or magic in movies and TV shows is portrayed more like this. Um, it just makes more sense. And I like that it's harder i guess there's just more to it it's it's not it doesn't it may, just like snap of a finger let's let's do it it's 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 ritual leading to transference of energy yeah and, yeah i prefer that <laughs> and whether you believe in that stuff or not and uh transfer transference of energy is a real thing when we die you know we rot and did get all uh philosophical here but <laughs> Our bodies feed, feed the ground, you know, we get eaten by worms and the worms get eaten by birds and birds get eaten by other, you know, that it's just the part of nature. Of That's life. the natural progression of thing. It's the circle of life. Yes. <laughs> so this is, this is just a, I don't want to say perverse, but this is just an intense magical version of the circle of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely prefer that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're crashing this pool, um, and then the you find out that Amber doesn't really live there. Uh, she's just uh, she babysits for these people sometimes, but they were just uh, breaking into this guy's pool, and then he comes home and chases them out, and then you find and then you see uh, they're running through the woods, and Amber and Izzy catch up with each other out in the woods and. Izzy, like, just instinctively grabs her, like, grabs her by the throat, and you think, like, she's gonna kill her or something, and then up until this point, it, I think Amber was like, oh, yeah, this this chick's kind of weird, but she's cool, and then, mm -hmm. like, that really freaked her out, and she's just like, stay the fuck away from me, but Izzy becomes obsessed, as you find out as the movie goes on, with Amber in a very predatory sense, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you don't get that at first. Izzy comes off as aloof and this sweet, and I don't want to say super sweet, but this, you know, engaged young woman who is trying to find her way, but curious then and once she gets a awkward. taste. Yeah, that's, yeah, very curious, very socially awkward, but then she finds her way once she has the taste of blood, and then it starts to, she, all bets are off, man. She starts <laughs> yeah. to develop. She's like a normal teenager. She turns into a monster. <laughs> Not too far off. She starts to invade her mother's dreams. She starts to spy on her mother as she's learning more of her magical, you know, magical know-how and eating the worms and practicing different rituals. Um, I don't want to give too much away because the ending is really great. We find out we were wrong about mother. At least I was. I thought mother, even though she was nice, I thought she was trying to suppress Izzy. But as Izzy finds out more about what they really are, which are ancient beings called hellbenders to that actually serve servants of hell and they feed off blood and death. Um, and they eat each other. That's, that's the only way they can die. So we find yeah. out that they eat each other. So, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at some point mother probably ate the one that the hellbender 
that gave birth to her. Yeah. And so now. Self-replicating. They're self-replicating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they don't need a man. They're self-sufficient and they feed on each other. So kind of like Highlander or, (laughs) or Sith Lords, you know, they travel in pairs Mm -hmm. or vampires kind of. Yeah. Vampires don't really feed on each other. but uh, Well, not each other yeah. as far as I know. <laughs> a lot of this movie is really visual. Um, did you have any favorite scenes of this movie that you dug? Um, well, the the mother and daughter at some point, um, if, if you grew up with like a hippie parent or a, a loose parent, you may have experienced a, a drug or alcohol for the first time um, with them. So <laughs> there's there's a whole section of the movie where she's uh, a mother's trying to I don't know like ease her like a, in a controlled environment ease her into who she is um, and what she is and so they have a they have a maggot trip together <laughs> so they eat these maggots and they just trip balls together it's 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 a really cool scene. And um, there's, I'll, I'll say there's a spot in it where they, well, maybe I won't say it if you want to watch it, you know, it's kind of shocking, but there's a spot that's like shocking. And at first I thought the mom was going to be mad or start having a bad trip because of it. Um, but then they just start like laughing and laughing and just like having an even better time after that, which kind of shows, um, I don't know, their hellbender side or their hellish side. Um, to find enjoyment in some of the nastier parts of the trip. You know, something that would give a human a bad trip, but maybe not a hellbender. Um, so that was one of my favorites. And um, there's a scene later on where we find um, kind of like a secret tunnel. Um, and the tunnel is very fleshy and nasty, um, but I thought it was really cool looking from a special effects perspective. Um, I think they did like a half and half practical and um, visual. I I preferred the practical. (laughs) Um, Some of the visual effects were good and some of them I thought looked kind of not so good. But they're also lower budget, so I gave them a pass. They did a good job with editing it. I thought so. Yeah, they didn't linger. No, it was very tight. Are you also admitting to um, your... You're uh, microdosing with your mom when you were a child. I would not say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you can can assume whatever you like. You can assume what you want out of that. Uh, Yeah, I definitely that uh, the it's kind of like a like an animal's nest made out of flesh, but like an animal's burrow. Yeah, with fleshy walls, which I thought was cool. It was very had like almost a Cronenbergy vibe to it, yeah. but not yeah. not not uh, derivative. But you know, it was that cool kind of like, what the hell is that? Like that's cool. Yeah, like, I want to know more about that. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Some I would have to say, I de- I really liked the end. I thought the end was really cool and horrific. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. But it, like I said, you see, I, I will say you go on a journey. It's it's a tight movie. It's only 126 minutes. It's barely a feature. But everything in it is uh, deliberate. You know, even if it seems like a shot lingers for a little bit, 
It's to give you the feeling of unsettled feeling, the uneasiness feeling. But um, I really like that. I like I, like I said, I keep bringing up the liquefaction of the guy. I thought that was cool. <laughs> uh, there was the scene where Izzy invaded her mom's dreams. I thought that was really cool because you feel real terror. Uh, I like that. I like that dynamic between mother and Izzy because mother wants to, you know, cultivate a good life and raise this child to be what she's supposed to be. But also she's got self-preservation to think about. So it's kind of like, once again, I don't want to really get into the end of it, but it's got a very cool, shocking twist. Yeah, there's. I think there's. I think Mother's got a couple different agendas going on. I think. I think she is um, genuine with her intention to maybe not break the cycle of uh, how vicious hellbenders have been known to be in the past. Maybe be a little less. <laughs> maybe be a little more subtle. So I get the sense that she genuinely wanted to live a more subtle lifestyle, um, and also maybe bring up a new subbreed of hellbenders but also knowing that you know it's a slippery slope once you start but i don't know it's like like you said like addiction it's a slippery slope for some people um you can't some people just can't have one drink once in a while because it just sends them right back you know so all the work that she's done could be undone um with the wrong move but yeah self-preservation too because the life cycle of a hellbender self uh, reproducing or self-replicating there's a certain way that has to happen and I think she wants to postpone that as long as possible so there's a cool line I can't I don't remember it properly so I'll paraphrase it but it's something about uh, summer eating spring and fall eating summer and then winter eats fall I believe that's it and it's kind of like we were talking about the natural cycle of things and it kind of becomes Izzy's mantra uh, once again, not to give too too much away, but I think everybody should watch this movie. You know, I'm not, I don't care about giving out a little, a few spoilers, but I think everybody should invest their time because this, uh, these guys took a great effort and great time into making something, you know, original, you know, based off a theme of witchcraft, but making it their own and artistically their own. And I really dug that. But uh, I thought, um, like you said, some of the effects weren't, you know, studio quality but i still think they worked especially in the guise of surrealism so you know, right right in a dreamscape you you have a little bit more <laughs> wiggle room yeah yeah i loved i will uh say uh one final thing i love their look as a band uh she has like a oh <laughs> uh like a the wood crown and uh, she, uh when she's playing drums izzy has a wood crown when she's playing drums and then mother kind of has like the old like 80s pink you know bar across their eyes like so i Mm -hmm. like their um i like their design it's kind of half new wave half uh death metal band (laughs) a black metal band yeah so i thought that was pretty cool (laughs) yeah as he always like does different face makeup for every session that they do it's like a whole production they have a good time these are fully self-sustaining family of musicians and and real life filmmakers so yeah hats off to you i would say I give uh, Hellbender out of 10. I would give it a solid 7 out of 10. If you're going 5, I would do 3.5 out of 5. I think check it out. Um, and I, I'm going to go back, and I think we should watch more of their movies by the Adams Family. Not not, not, <laughs> not to be confused with 
Morticia and Gomez. Yes, not that. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, so the, watching this movie made me want to kind of check out their other ones. Um, they have a few, and then they have a few shorts, too. They actually have a couple Hellbender shorts, which I'm curious what the short films are that are related to Hellbender. Um, they're creating the Hellbender universe. Uh, but there's uh, there's a few other ones. There's something called Knuckle Jack, which makes me really uh, curious. <laughs> what I have no idea what that's about. Um, the Shoot. We have Halfway to Zen. Uh, we have The Hatred. And we have The Deeper You Dig. So, I mean, I have, obviously, I can't really guess what any of those are about. But I wonder if they're all a similar vibe or if the vibes vary. I mean, I, can, I don't know. This will be, it'll be interesting. Maybe we'll have to do like a, um, a year-end summary or something the end of this year yeah we'll, we'll do like we'll kind of like go over some of these and check them out and do and just do like a i don't know not not a marathon we'll do we'll do our normal marathon don't you worry guys but we'll do um we'll do like a, a summary of the year just things that we don't do a whole episode on but we want to just mention honorable mentions yeah definitely D- yeah deeper you dig up uh, and doing some research a little bit of research for this movie um, I, I heard people mention that and said that was probably their second best film. So I'll definitely look into that with you. And then we can, like you said, give our opinions of those films. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on any of this? Um, final thoughts. Um, definitely watch it because the, the third act is a lot of fun and we don't want to give it away. Um. It's a lot of fun. It's it's cool. Looks interesting. Um, the story's neat and it's pretty dark and stressful if you think about yourself in that scenario. So, <laughs> yeah, give it a watch. I was pleasantly surprised. Since this is a shorter episode this time, uh, I'm going to do something new, Brittany, that you don't mm. even know about. Ooh, surprise. surprise. So, I think... We're both huge fans of music, and feel free to hop in. But um, I'm going to recommend a song to check out to go along with the vibe of witchcraft and Satanism. And, um, you know, obviously check out the Hellbender stuff. But um, a friend of the show, Bob O'Rourke, has sent me a music video. And, yes, they still make music videos. Uh, on YouTube by this new band. They've been around for, well, they've been around for a few years, new to me, uh, called Twin Temple. The song is called uh, Sex Magic, and it is very intense. It's NSFW, uh, but uh, it's satanic doo-wop, and uh, it's, a very, uh, it's a very cool video. Um, it's a married couple, and uh, they are currently on tour opening up for the band Ghost. Feel how you want to feel about Ghost, that's fine. But uh, Twin Temple's really cool if you're into, it's kind of like, um, you know, if the White Stripes weren't into garage rock and indie rock and punk rock, but they were into Satanism and doo-wop and yeah, uh, rockabilly. That's what I would equate uh, Twin Temple to. So definitely check it out. I've been on the hunt. I've been looking at the local record stores for their CDs and their vinyl, and I can't find them. Yes, I know I can go to eBay and discogs but i want to find it in the wild and i like to support local record stores so i'm going to keep hunting but once again check out the video will's recommendations <laughs> sex magic by twin temple 
I like this. This that was a good surprise. Um, <laughs> I'm usually horrible on the spot, but actually, I have one um, that I think would fit, and um, it's Ed Trader's <laughs> music beat called "This Is My Sermon," and it was used in unedited footage of a bear, uh, which is also weird. So check that out. That's on YouTube. It was an Adult Swim thing. Just get ready for if you're in the weird stuff, go do that. But I think that that um, song that's in that um, short would work really well in the same like feel as this movie. So when you so when you put this movie on, get yourself a drink, get yourself an edible, <laughs> smoke a little bit, maybe drink a little blood, perform a little <laughs> ritual magic. Whatever you do to get yourself in the vibe, and then uh, watch Hellbender, and then uh, rock these tunes out afterwards. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, you got it. Well, to everybody out there in podcast land, we love you. Take care of yourself and each other, and uh, be careful who you run into in the woods. <laughs>